My message on TikTok is, I'm 24 and have cancer. Like, we do exist. You can look like me and have cancer. You can look like you and, and have whatever's going on. Hello and welcome to another episode of Bailiwick Express Podcasts. I'm Jodie Etram and today I'm speaking with an incredible young woman called Antonia Rubio. Earlier this year, Tony was diagnosed with thyroid cancer after three years of suffering with various debilitating symptoms, which were initially thought to be anxiety or allergies. Tony started making videos on social media covering her diagnosis to her treatment for a bit of fun and to raise awareness. But her TikTok page has recently blown up with one of her videos having over 1 million views. Tony and I went to school together and I'm so proud of the journey she's been on. By sharing her experience so honestly, she has helped so many other young people going through cancer treatment to be more informed and to feel less alone. We spoke about the content of her videos, the importance of having access to information and the challenges young women face in being taken seriously about their health. Thank you, Tony, for being so honest and I hope you will enjoy listening to our chat. Welcome, Tony. It's so nice to have you here today. Um, really excited to chat with you. I watched your videos about your experience with cancer, and they're really inspiring because I just found them to be like really real. And so I just wanted to dive straight in and ask what made you document your journey on social media. I think for me, I had a really long process of getting diagnosed, and there was a mm-hmm. lot of questions and a, a lot of unknown and. I went onto TikTok and would type in thyroid cancer or thyroid cancer symptoms or like what to look out for and I just wanted to kind of contribute to what is online in terms of seeing real people and real experience because there's really good articles on Macmillan or cancer research about thyroid cancer but there's not a one-size-fits-all experience for people in my position and so it was really important to me to kind of authentically post because there are lows but there are also highs I think people think that cancer is just a constant low 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 which is realistic for a lot of people but especially at my age I I think people forget I'm also 24 so like part being 24 involves going out with friends or socializing and or just like posting on social media and tiktok so i wanted to kind of carry on as normal as possible because i do enjoy making videos and stuff like that but i didn't want to be fake and just be posting the highs i wanted to post the whole thing and to be honest i'm really glad i decided to tell people there was a moment when i got diagnosed me and my mum we were sat in the room and then I was like okay we can't tell anyone and she was like what do you mean and I was like I I just I in that moment I panicked and I was like I don't want anyone to know I kind of felt ashamed to be honest because when I first got diagnosed I felt really uncomfortable in my own skin I don't know if you've ever had it where you have like an itch Mm -hmm. I kind of had that but it was like inside my skin I just wanted to like rip the cancer out and get rid of it and I just felt really embarrassed uncomfortable and just not feeling good in my own skin and I just didn't want people to know but then as I went on and I spoke to other people who were going through a similar thing they were like it brings me comfort speaking and seeing other people's cancer experience it makes you feel less alone and I've had so many messages over the last 10 months honestly like 
four times a week I'll get a message on Instagram or TikTok like hi I saw your video I've got a lump or I've got this symptom or I've just been diagnosed and I always start off by saying I'm not a doctor I just post what happened to me in my experience but you should always go get checked out and if you're not happy with one person's opinion or one doctor's opinion people don't know this but you can ask for a second opinion and that's what I did I initially was told I was reassured it's definitely not cancer so I became unwell in November 2020 I was living in Brighton I was doing my master's and we were in the midst of a lockdown so we were spending a lot a lot of time at home and one thing I will add is you know what student accommodations like mm-hmm. it's moldy it's cold so I became quite unwell but me and my housemate were just thinking, oh, it's just the cold, it's just the mold, da-da-da. I started getting these really weird rashes. And when I say rashes, not just like a tiny bit, it would start from my head and go down my neck to my body. Um, I started taking pictures to document it. Didn't really think anything of it, but I was just like, I'll call the GP. Called them and they basically fobbed me off and said, why are you calling about a rash? We're in the middle of a pandemic. Come back when the pandemic is over. So they didn't even see me face to face. I sent them my pictures and they had a phone call. So she told me, um, it's, she actually, I think she said it might be anxiety. She was like, loads of students get stressed. Um, they're anxious, da, da, da. Um, but they, yeah, fobbed me off, said, come back when COVID's over. But I just got worse and worse and worse. And it got to the point where I had to move home because I was so unwell mm-hmm. and my mum, I needed my mum to help look after me. Mm-hmm. I had to pause uni. I had to take a year out. I couldn't work for nine months. I lost like four stone, I think it was. Was just really not well. And you still hadn't been tested? At Nothing this at this point. They were saying it's more autoimmune problems. Uh-huh. Hadn't been sent for an MRI. Hadn't been, I think now looking back, because we were in the midst of a pandemic, the resources were mm-hmm. kind of being saved for COVID. And for a while, they were just saying, oh, maybe it's autoimmune, it's allergies. Because I, I did have episodes of anaphylactic shock. So they were saying, it seems like my immune system was kind of attacking itself. And they blamed it on the mould and the living conditions. But I noticed a lump on my neck. And I said, I was like, oh, I've got a lump. And one doctor said it was anxiety. And saying, oh, you're a student. He said, try not drinking, try not smoking, because we all know what students are like. And I said, oh, that's weird, because I don't drink or smoke. And I eat vegan. I was like, I try my hardest to be healthy. Ever since COVID, I was a bit, like, freaked out. And ever since getting unwell, I was doing everything I could in my power to kind of help myself, and nothing was getting better. And so that was in 2021. And do you think the GP's perhaps treated you differently because you were like a young woman yeah definitely I think it's that was kind of really against me my age and Mm -hmm. also I think yeah being female does add to it because it is proven that kind of us girls get yeah I remember them bringing up like oh hormones and all this and I was like yeah come on please take me seriously I just that was what was super frustrating is I knew something was really Mm -hmm. wrong for about a year before I got diagnosed, I felt myself deteriorating to the point where a few months before I was diagnosed, I was a shell of a human being. I stopped going out. I stopped socialising. I got to the point, I don't think I've ever said this out loud. I think I've said this to my mum. I had a moment of being like, if this is how my life is like, I don't want to live life because mm-hmm. I was so unwell. And when everyone's telling you that, oh, that's normal to feel that way. I was like, this is not, not normal. normal. And 
I one day had enough and I went to the hospital, didn't have an appointment. I went up to ENT and I sat there and I said, there is something wrong because they had said to me, it's coming back inconclusive. I don't think you're going to believe this, but I had to pay to go private to find out I had cancer. I went to the doctor and I said, I can bet money on this, that this is not a benign tumour. And Mm -hmm. he goes to me, it's definitely not cancer. And I said, okay, well, I I don't care what you say. I went against medical advice and I made them take half my thyroid out. And he said... Oh, thank God you did. I know. And he said to me, he was saying, oh, living with half a thyroid is um, a bigger risk than living with do you know what I mean he said that it would be more detrimental to me to have it taken out and it come back benign and be like well you've just lost your thyroid and I said well I'm willing to take that risk mm-hmm. and so I went ahead with the surgery went privately luckily I have private health care with work and even then on the day of the surgery he said to me oh I don't think this is necessary however it made me sign something saying Antonia has understood the risks she understands that she will have to now live with half a thyroid, even though I've said it's not necessary to, to go ahead with the surgery right now. They were suggesting monitoring it with scans every six months um, and then deciding in a year. People find that quite shocking when I say that I knew I had cancer because I either speak to people that had no idea or they definitely knew. And I, I was sat in the car with one of my friends. I think it was November 2022, so six months before I got diagnosed. And I said to her, I have cancer and she didn't disagree she she said to be honest I I have a really weird feeling and so when I ended up telling my friends none of them were shocked and they were just saying you were so unwell now looking back the signs were there and no one really took me seriously and I have had an apology Mm -hmm. from the hospital and some of the doctors saying yeah we maybe could have done this but resources COVID and to be honest that's not good enough for me because I'm not the only one I wish someone had listened to me earlier because maybe it would have never gotten to this point and maybe I wouldn't have been so unwell. And to be honest now, I have been left with Mm -hmm. long-term issues, health issues, because of having cancer. And that might, it might not have gotten to that stage. And I think that's what's frustrating is people our age are just told, oh, you're young, you're healthy, you Mm. look fine. That's people's favourite thing to say to me is you don't look like you have cancer. And I say to them, what does cancer look like nowadays? And I want to show people that you can look like me and still Mm -hmm. have cancer. And that's why it's really detrimental to say that to someone because you might look in the mirror and be experiencing horrible, debilitating symptoms, but Mm -hmm. you look fine, whatever fine means or normal is. I don't think that is a normal, Mm -hmm. but it kind of invalidates you and then you don't seek help and you don't, kind of advocate for yourself and that's one thing that I did step back a bit there was a moment when I was told oh you're doing the wrong thing you shouldn't take your thyroid out yeah did you ever like gaslight yourself or question yourself there was a moment and I was sat before having surgery because I think I waited six hours or something and I looked at my mum and I went I don't I don't know I don't know if I should do this and she said she said you can't you can't back out now and the fact that I had been so brainwashed into being told you're fine you're fine even though I was having such debilitating symptoms it just kind of shows what happens to our generation I do think young people are told we're dramatic I don't know what it is lately about 
this generation we're told especially to do with like the conversations about mental health and stuff I think when we were at school yeah we were just told we're being dramatic and us girls especially going to an all-girls school or girls cry all the time it's normal to be up and down actually it's not normal Mm -hmm. and invalidating someone's feelings does nothing does nothing but bad for them and I think I have really grown a thicker skin the last few months and I wish I would have never been put in the position to kind of have to toughen up but some of the stuff people have said to me is really shocking and it's actually the older generation Mm -hmm. it's not people our age everyone I speak to our age is so encouraging so just always complimenting me on what I'm doing and how amazing what I'm doing about raising awareness and stuff whereas like older people I've had people say oh posting online for attention and stuff like that I'm like it's do you know what? I'm bringing attention to the topic. I don't post so you can message me and be like, are you okay? It's not about that. And also, so what if it was? Like, yeah. you're going through an awful time. I know. It brings you a bit of happiness. I know. It isn't affecting anyone else. Like, I know. But also, you're doing it literally to help other people. Because when you went into this experience, like, pretty much blind. Yeah. Like, you didn't have access to, you know, a 20-something woman going through treatment. Like, yeah. if you would have had if you'd been able to see that and be able to relate to them or maybe ask them questions, like, you would have probably felt even a little bit more yeah, definitely. secure. When you hear... I, it's funny because I he didn't even say the words when he told me. We were sat in the office, I sat next to my mum, and I think because I'm such a laughing, joking person, I mean, I went in there to get my stitches taken out, mm. And I sat down next to my mum and he goes, oh, whilst you're here, I'm just going to check if your results have come through. So he writes my name into his computer and one, two, three, his face drops. And there was silence. And I've never experienced something like that. You know, you see in the movies where everything's in slow motion. I thought that was being dramatic, but I have now experienced that. Mm -hmm. And I just, I started shouting, screaming. And I was like, no one speak everyone be quiet. like no one was saying anything but I was just like no one say I knew what he was about to say and I needed a moment to prepare myself and then my mum's crying and, and I think what hurt me was like I've never heard my mum cry like that mm-hmm. apart from when my nana died oh my and so I managed to kind of get myself together mm-hmm. and I just said okay go on then say it and he goes you have cancer and I said I told you so and he put his hands up and went I I didn't think it was cancer and I think in that moment I felt relief and I know that's such a weird thing to say but it was initial panic of oh my word I know what he's about to say Mm -hmm. I need to prepare myself and then it was oh I was right I lived three years without any answers and suffered and was kind of told well this is what your life is like for the rest of your life whereas when I was told I had cancer I went I kind of felt oh my word there there might be a cure to that there might Mm -hmm. be an end of the journey Mm -hmm. I don't want having cancer to define me, but it has been the making of me in the sense of life is improving for me. Things are getting better, slowly but surely. It is really difficult. I'm not going to sugarcoat it. Having mm-hmm. cancer, I thought it was hard, going to be hard, but whoa, there's just things you don't even think about. I think it opens a whole realm of... One thing I was thinking about was I haven't had kids, I haven't got engaged, and then it's like fertility, things like that. No one tells you cancer treatment can affect this, can affect that, losing your hair, your body changes, the way you feel, my taste, I've lost my taste from having the cancer treatment. Just certain things, I think, aren't portrayed 
online and so that's why what I post on TikTok I'm very honest about it because the worst thing about when you're told you have cancer is the unknown if I can kind of help someone else on their journey and show them that yeah it is going to be hard it is horrible and yeah you're never going to experience anything like it however there is a light at the end of the tunnel Mm -hmm. things will get better and I will live a great life I will go and do everything that everyone else is doing I just had to take a bit of time to come to terms with that I mean um I don't know if you feel the same at this age I feel like I'm a bit behind mm-hmm. I've got one friend who's pregnant one person's just bought a house this person everyone's getting engaged everyone's getting engaged what's going on and I, I was like what this is so unfair I, was like, I, I can't even go to the pub I can't even like go on a date or do this and that and I think I was getting really down about it being like this is never gonna happen for me that's how I felt but I don't feel that way anymore no everyone's life moves at different Different paces paces. we've got different timelines and I think that's why your videos are so valuable to share your perspective I wonder if you could like talk a bit about the different content you produce tell us a bit about that I try and put a positive spin on every video Mm -hmm. and I do use I do incorporate humor into kind of my videos and I think that's because when you're going through something as bad as cancer you just have to make light of everything everything you possibly can the different content i post is sort of stuff that is what i do in day-to-day basis because i'm not working at the moment i'm going back to work in a month mm-hmm. um but people don't realize that i'm not just sat at home doing nothing i have five appointments every week i have physio ent endocrinology oncology there's so much that goes into the treatment plan and your well-being and making sure that I'm kind of making progress one thing people didn't think about was I lost my voice for six months I couldn't sing and that's something to me I have posted about online because I had never seen any videos talking about how when you have major surgery twice on your neck and around your kind of vocal area you can have long-term effects luckily mine have kind of subsided and I practice every day and I'm doing what I can but I want to show people what it really is like and I try and post content not just for I think most of my content is targeted at cancer patients or maybe people who have family family members going through it but I have also heard from other people that have found comfort in my videos because for example they say well I wouldn't know what to say to someone with cancer so Mm -hmm. like my the most common message I receive is hi Tony I've wanted to reach out to you for so long I haven't known what to say and I always say that is absolutely fine never feel like you're saying the wrong thing because there is no right or wrong thing to say and just letting someone know that you're thinking about them is really valuable because I was isolated in Southampton I couldn't touch anyone I was radioactive Mm -hmm. my mum could sit outside the door and wave to me for 30 minutes a day but like I wanted a hug I wanted comfort so I kind of got that in a way from the messages people Mm -hmm. send me and I think that's why my content is aimed at loads of people because it's educating people even if you don't have cancer on what it's how to be there for someone who does Mm -hmm. and to just kind of be open with them I don't love when people say I'm so sorry I'm so sorry like because it's not your fault Mm -hmm. and I end up reassuring them I understand they just don't know what to say but if you know someone with with cancer just letting them know you're thinking about them and also it's okay to say I don't really know what to say and 
maybe just ask them are you happy for me to ask you some questions mm-hmm. that's what I love to educate people if I met someone a few weeks ago at, at like a drinks thing my friend had a drinks at her house and none of the people knew me and we were talking throughout the night and then they found out I had cancer three hours later and they said I would have had no idea mm-hmm. and I said that's because you can't tell by looking at me I used to think that my life was ruined by having cancer and it's just not people like I was saying when those people found out I had cancer they were like cool that's chill and they were like oh wow that's amazing like you you've done really well I used to think that it was going to be something I'm embarrassed about and keep to myself but actually I'm really proud mm-hmm. why shouldn't I post why shouldn't I be really glad that I've gotten through something really awful and someone see my video and saying oh well I've just been diagnosed but this girl is 10 months down the line and is doing really well and think that's why my content has reached a a long way away I've had one of my videos have over 800,000 views wow and even if that helps one person like it was worth it and I'm sure as you say it helps multiple people a week the comments were so nice I had someone comment and it was saying my Christmas my Christmas wish is that you are cancer free I've on another level just like platonic love and friendship and I used to think that romantic love was like the best thing you could ever have but actually being surrounded like having a team of people cheering you on is just amazing now this time before I get my results it's all been about focusing on myself and my well-being mm-hmm. making myself physically feel good mentally feel good because yeah it's my responsibility to process it all this what's happened to me I mean it's not my fault that this happened I know that I did feel an immense amount of guilt which no one really talks about how guilty you feel in what sense I when I I think what was strange yeah this is one thing I have posted about on TikTok because I never saw anyone speak about this so I had been told I had cancer Mm -hmm. we got in the car and then my mum went how are we going to tell everyone how are you going to tell everyone and I went I haven't even had a chance to process it myself Mm -hmm. and then I had to go around breaking everyone else's heart so imagine you've just been told this life-changing information and then now you have to then deliver this to your family and friends and sit there and watch them sob and I just felt guilty because I was causing everyone pain even though it was directly happening to me and Mm -hmm. I just felt like I'd caused such upheaval in my mum's life, my friends' lives. I just felt like a, the biggest inconvenience. And then people kept saying to me, well, I know you would do the same for me. And 100% I would. But no one ever told me that you feel this Im- immense amount of guilt. And then now I feel guilty because I'm okay, because mm-hmm. there's people who aren't going to be okay. Mm-hmm. And I almost feel bad because I'm complaining when people have it worse. I am lucky that I have amazing friends and family but there are people that are alone and I've met them at Macmillan like it's such a nice place to be everyone sits around and chats and you speak to other cancer patients and I just feel grateful that I live in Jersey because the the charities and the help and the support we are offered here is so like you can't compare it to the UK it's not that there isn't resources there but obviously in terms of the ratio between people who have cancer yeah the percentage here is a lot lower mm-hmm. and so that you do get more time and attention I have received support not just me my family as well from Macmillan Jersey Cancer Relief Click Sergeant they offer reflexology and stuff like that for me and my mom and just 
we go there for a cup of tea and I'll talk to them and they've just been so great and constantly following up with from with me and just saying how are you doing your results are coming up in a few weeks how are you feeling and I think that's what's really nice is that even when I am cancer free I know that there is going to be resources there if I need that because I don't think even if you get your clear it never goes away and I think people Mm -hmm. assume that when you get told you're you're fine that that's it but no I have to live the rest of my life knowing that it could come back and and if I ever get a cough or a cold if my if I sneeze my mum is like oh my god is she okay and I'm like okay come on mum like I remember there was one time and I think I had a cold my mum this was like only a few weeks after I'd been diagnosed so it was all very fresh and she kept crying every time I coughed and I said I was like please pull yourself together woman like please and it's just I think now we're at a point where we've come to terms with it but mm-hmm. for six months we couldn't say cancer in the house without my even me and my mum crying it was just really difficult and I think I'm in a good position now I, I want to I want to do some good from the situation and I really yeah. feel like I have I'm proud of myself and I don't hear people saying that enough I think people think it's bad to be proud of yourself I post to help other people mm-hmm. and great things have come from this like I'm on a podcast with you I've been in the paper I've been on the news and yeah great things have come from this and so I am grateful I know I've helped people I have people message me all the time saying I went to the doctor and I got checked out because of you we are so conditioned to kind of be told to toughen up and this is normal Mm -hmm. but that's that's detrimental because if you get used to your debilitating symptoms they are no longer alarming and you will no longer seek help or have that urge to kind of get help Mm -hmm. and then that's what was scary for me it kind of become normal and I think that's why it did take so long for me to get diagnosed because I'd become a bit complacent because I was just accepting that this is how my life is Mm -hmm. this is what life is going to be like for me and then something just clicked in me and I was like I've had enough I don't know what the trigger was but I just had a moment of no I'm not I'm not putting up this so I had loss of appetite Mm -hmm. um really pain in my neck my voice was even talking was tiring um and the last one I got was sensation down my right side Mm -hmm. of like weakness in my hand and that's when I got a bit freaked out because Mm -hmm. I'd always had bad circulation circulation is another one really itchy I'd wake up itching in the night I'd itch so much my skin would have marks on um beds you know when you're in bed and you're sweating but like Mm -hmm. uncontrollably sweating I can talk about my symptoms, but you sh- that's only for thyroid cancer. Yeah. There's a look, like, my dad had cancer when I when I was in school, mm-hmm. and our symptoms were completely different. I mean, his was blood in his, when he went to the toilet, and his wee and stuff like that. That wasn't one for me. I think it's really important to remember that, I do emphasise this on my TikTok, is that I am specifically talking about thyroid cancer. Yeah. And about yourself. And about myself. Your own experience, yeah. It's not, like I was saying, it's not one size fits all and that it's more being aware of changes. I think that's the best way to put it is, do you feel different? It has something changed in you or maybe you've, like bruising was one for me. Someone would flick me and I'd get a bruise and that was quite alarming to me because I was like, oh, I never used to really bruise easily. And then they were saying, maybe you're anemic and stuff like that. But I think you're always searching for an answer. We just say, 
like with women oh I'm in pain okay maybe it's hormones or maybe so you're just looking for an excuse but actually there could be a an underlying cause and I think there's no harm in getting checked out and you can say if they're saying to you we're not worried okay well I want some blood tests just do some blood tests that's Mm -hmm. a big indicator just being aware of your body I mean I think no one knows their body better than you Mm -hmm. so if a doctor is telling you nothing's wrong how do you know how how do you I, I used to say that how do you know prove it to me show i would rather them do a test and show me look antonia it's clear than not do the test because that's what happened to me it was inconclusive and they were like we're not going to do any more research like it's just not worth it and but it's inconclusive it's not like negative i know and they said they were like we can bring you back in six months and i said okay well no because the cancer could have spread to my lymph nodes could have spread to my boobs could have spread to my lungs Mm -hmm. and i'm so glad i didn't wait because it when it came back with the results I was just in disbelief and I was thinking wow imagine if I'd waited imagine if I'd waited six Mm -hmm. months imagine if I'd waited a year things could be really different for me and I think I'm going to carry on with what I'm doing and I think people who criticize me for what I'm doing I just ignore now I used to get really upset I used to say I used to think that people's opinions mattered and I think having cancer has shown me that my opinion on myself is what matters when like I was saying when people say to me you don't look like you have cancer I used to cry when people said that and be like "Mm," to my mom no one understands Mm. how bad it is I felt like I almost had to prove to people that I was unwell Mm -hmm. but now and like when you're suffering you want people to acknowledge that yeah I don't want to be invalidated if you don't have anything nice to say and that's why like I said to you before when people message me and that and they're just like oh my god I can't imagine what you're going through that's awful however you're doing really great that's so nice for me because it's like you don't have to invalidate my feelings and when people I've had people say to me oh you got the good cancer and I always reply the best type of cancer is no cancer there is no good cancer because although there's different treatment plans I have spoken to someone who's had a different type of cancer and we never compare we just have an understanding that having cancer is rubbish Mm -hmm. it's not oh i had it worse than you it's Mm -hmm. not like that um it's only with people who seem to have never had it that have these massive opinions and it's like and you know what's unfortunate to think is that one in two of us get cancer and so these people saying these comments to me either them or their partner or their family member are gonna it's gonna be you one day and that's such a shame because it you won't understand how detrimental that is until it's you're in those shoes and i think people are so quick to judge especially just our generation where we're kind of like we get criticized a lot people Mm -hmm. are just never happy with what we're doing or like we post too much online or we do this and and i'm thinking i think to myself all the people i see on facebook are like 50 year olds so if i want to post a tiktok about having cancer i'm gonna do what i want it's not it's not for you yeah it's not for you do you know what i mean but i just think as long like you said before if i can help one person that's enough for me and and i know i have and and that's something that throughout this although it's been horrible i'm just glad some good has come out of it and that's why i'm totally up for when people ask me do you want to do this do you want to raise awareness Mm -hmm. i'm i'm the first to do it because i'm in a position now where i'm hopefully at the end of my journey well not the end but hopefully in a few weeks i'll be told that it's working and Mm -hmm. and that will kind of be 
an indicator for me that I can start living life normally again because at the moment I'm in limbo it's like you're allowed to do this but don't do that don't do too much yeah don't do this you can't drink you can't do that I mean that's so tricky it's really hard it's just like I want to live I know you're like almost there I'm like wrapped in bubble wrap (laughs) I think that's what I'm I've been let back out into the world but I'm wrapped in bubble wrap yeah and I'm ready for the bubble wrap to come out because I want to be 24 yeah I want to live I see everyone online having fun and to to be honest I don't get jealous it's not jealousy I feel when I'm happy I'm happy for my friends going out it's just I want to join I want to be there I want to be there with everyone I feel like I just not that I'm getting left behind like we were saying before everyone's on a journey and it's fine to do things at different paces but when it is my turn to get engaged or have a baby or get married like I know it'll be worth it do you know what I mean like I'm happy for the friends that are doing that now but my journey involved having cancer and kind of having to take a pause for 10 months which is fine but I know that when my time comes it'll be so worth it Mm -hmm. but it's just hard at the moment because I really when I get that good news I think that's the moment I always thought about you know I said before and I had to tell everyone I had cancer it was heartbreaking I kept thinking to myself although there's a day that I have to tell people I have cancer there's going to be a day where I can tell my friends my treatment's working or the final day of announcing that I'm cancer free and I think January I'm hoping I'm going to get good news to say it is working and that kind of means that they will estimate in six months by July I'll go for one more scan and once I get one more clear scan then I'll be cancer free and it's just like then that's going to bring such an amazing feeling to me that it will almost make up for what happened Mm -hmm. before and it's still so awful everything you've been through but I feel like it will have equipped you with so many skills like like you're so resilient and you're so strong really I am I've shocked myself to me. You know what I'm like? If someone used to say something to me, I used to cry or get really offended. I think one thing yeah. I've learned for myself is setting boundaries with people to mm-hmm. when people say things to me. I'm like, actually, no, mm. you can't. Don't Please don't say that. Mm-hmm. Or removing myself from a situation that makes me feel uncomfortable. I think it's really helped me grow up. Yeah. And in a way, I never, ever thought I would say this, but I understand that now everything has happened for a reason i didn't at the start i kept thinking why has this possibly happened why has god done this to me what did i ever do wrong but actually that's just life unfortunately Mm -hmm. it's full of ups and downs out of your control but i've made the best out of a bad situation so now i can kind of take a step back and be like i have become more resilient i have shown myself how amazing and strong i am and you can relate to all these people going through a similar thing provide them with comfort and you know for the rest of our lives we're going to experience challenges and you're just going to be able to there'll be a breeze because you'll be like this is nothing (laughs) compared to what i've been through but like i was saying before although i'm one of the first that we know in our who went to school with or whatever i'm not going to be the last and i think that's kind of sad to be honest because I know that I'm going to receive a message from someone we know one day and being like hi Tony I've just been diagnosed with cancer like can we have a chat or something and I will happily help them out and I hope that they will in whoever it is or whenever it is I hope they take comfort in knowing that there is someone that is happy to kind of share their experience and guide them through this so Mm -hmm. I'm glad that some good has come out of this and I know that my future is bright and I think that's a really nice feeling as I used to feel really hopeless about the whole thing and but now I know that there is a light at the end of the tunnel and it is coming a lot quicker 
than I ever imagined so I'm just glad that I can record this with you and we can kind of help people like even if they don't if you, even if you're listening to this and you don't have cancer maybe you have t- diabetes or a chronic illness or just anything in general shouldn't be invalidated do you know what I mean like mm-hmm. it doesn't matter what you have it doesn't matter if it's physical or it's mental health you have every right to feel a certain way about your condition or what you have to live with and, and the fact is like just own it just be honest with people be vulnerable and I think if you aren't embarrassed and you're open about your situation people accept it for what it is they're just like oh cool having cancer is something that happened to me it's not a part of who I am Mm -hmm. so I think now that I'm owning it and open about it people really respect that and it's kind of just normalized now it's like oh Tony Tony's got cancer okay cool let's carry on doesn't have to be a big taboo and it's not for anyone else to judge or dictate how I should be living my life Mm -hmm. I'm doing the best I can we're all doing the best that we can as long as you're not harming anyone and you're trying to do good then what's it to other people Mm -hmm. and I think that's what I'm trying to put in my TikToks is that I want to help at least one person I think I have and I'm going to continue to post and be vulnerable and I'm just glad that something good's come, come out of it I mean just didn't think that like a million people would see what I post but if you think about the statistic, like half those people might get cancer in their lifetime. So even if the videos aren't relevant to them right now, it could be in the future. And they might think back, oh, I saw this on TikTok, I saw that. So just glad that we did this today and that we've done mm-hmm. good. We've done our, I've done my bit for the community, as <laughs> I say, like being on telly, being in, like in a podcast. Like I'm just really glad that it's some good has come from it yeah and thank you so much for coming in and thanks for chatting to me and for being so open (laughs) and honest like I really do appreciate it and it was you know great to hear from you I'm glad I look forward to watching your TikToks and (laughs) and hopefully hearing some good news I'm gonna be my mum was like how are you gonna be an influencer next I was like oh come on Karen I was like I don't think I'm quite there (laughs) she was like do you think you'll get any brand deals I was like with who cancer research or something for the race for life no thank you for tuning in to today's episode of Bailiwick Podcasts I hope you're feeling inspired by Tony's story and if you would like to read more about her journey, visit bailiwickexpress.com. Stay tuned for our next episode and have the best new year.